0: This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is June 26, 2019. The day was June 26, 1893. Lee Conley Bradley, later known as Big Bill Brunzee, was born in Scott, Mississippi. Well, at least that's what Brunzee himself claimed. Historian Robert Reisman suggests he was born on the same day, but in Arkansas in 1903. And Brunzee's sister Laney says he may have been born in 1898. Some sources suggest that he claimed he was older than he actually was to be eligible for military service or to get union benefits. Regardless, Brunsey became a world-renowned blues singer, songwriter, and musician whose work inspired many musicians who came after him. Brunsey's parents were born into slavery. When he was born, his father was a sharecropper, and he was one of 17 children born to his parents. He grew up in Arkansas, and early on, he expressed an interest in music. His uncle, Jerry Belcher, taught him how to play a fiddle that was made from a cigar box. Brunzi called his uncle the greatest man in the world in music at that time. Though Brunzi remembered Uncle Jerry fondly in his writings, there is no evidence of Jerry Belcher in official records, so it's not clear whether he actually existed. Anyway, Brunzi sang and played the violin in local churches while he worked as a farmhand. He also began playing music for tips at country parties and picnics. But by 1912, he had stopped fiddling and became a traveling preacher around Pine Bluff, Arkansas. He did that for several years. The first wife he married was a woman named Gertrude. He later left Gertrude and eventually married other women and had a child with a Dutch woman he met in the Netherlands. Around 1917, Brunsey was drafted into the army and sent to Europe to fight in World War I. After doing that for a couple of years, he returned to the United States. In the 1920s, he moved to Chicago and began working with the Pullman Company to make money, but he was still playing music. It was in Chicago where he began playing the guitar. Papa Charlie Jackson, a popular blues musician, helped teach him to play the guitar. In a 1958 interview, he claimed he started playing guitar in 1921, but quote, didn't get good at it until 1923. Brunsey's first songs with Paramount Records, House, Rent, Stomp, and Big Bill Blues, were released in 1927. The record did not perform well, but he did make some money from recording, rent parties, and odd jobs. He did more records with Paramount over the next few years, though they continued to sell poorly but by 1932, he had made several records with the American Recording Corporation, which sold a lot better and made him some cash. In the mid-1930s, Brunsey linked up with pianist Black Bob Hudson and began recording on the label Bluebird, which RCA formed to compete with the American Recording Corporation. The two of them, along with other musicians, formed Big Bill Brunsey's Memphis Five. He also worked with pianist Joshua Alzheimer, who later replaced Black Bob. Brunzi grew in popularity as a blues singer, and he had captured the attention of Black audiences. In what's recorded as his first appearance before a white audience, he performed at record producer John Hammond's "Spirituals to Swing concert at Carnegie Hall in New York. And his recognition and acclaim grew. One of his best-known songs is Black, Brown, and White, a protest song against racism and the condition of Black veterans who returned to the United States after World War II. By the late 1940s, the modern blues he was playing was falling out of favor with Black folks who were turning to upbeat dance music and slow ballads, as well as the electric guitar-heavy blues of musicians like Muddy Waters, whom Brunsey had actually mentored and introduced to the Chicago blues scene. He took advantage of white people's growing interest in blues and folk music, adding new traditional songs to his repertoire. In 1950, when visiting Iowa, Brunsey decided he wanted to stay there and took a job as a custodian. But it wasn't long before he returned to music and the road. Brunsey toured Europe in 1951, and his performances there stimulated interest in the blues and folk music. In the U.S., Brunsey performed with Pete Seeger, Brownie McGee, and Sonny Terry. By 1953, he was able to make a living on music alone. And in 1955, he published his autobiography called Big Bill Blues. He also toured Africa, South America, Australia, and Southeast Asia. In 1957, he was diagnosed with throat cancer. He was unable to sing, but he continued playing the guitar. In 1958, Brunsey died of cancer on the way to the hospital. He was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame in 1980. Many musicians have cited him as an influence, including Eric Clapton and Pete Townsend. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you still haven't checked out a new show that I host called Unpopular, you can get it anywhere that you get this Day in History class. And if you're so inclined, you can follow us at T-D-I-H-C Podcasts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.